Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. And today we'll be reviewing Never Seduce a Scott by Maya Banks, the first book in her Montgomery's versus Armstrong series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and give away free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love and appreciate you as always. All righty. So guys, listen to this. So if you if you have not uh, been on the podcast in a while, if you did not know already, I'm in school right now, which means <laughs> that it's a whole interesting concept to juggle all of the all of the things all of the things for school <laughs> all of the things for the podcast all mm-hmm. the things for youtube and stuff and so yesterday was one of my like big school days it was basically my lab day and so i wasn't doing i, I go to school like all day that day so mm-hmm. i wasn't doing anything and then as i was falling asleep in bed that night i was looking on instagram and i was seeing all kind of people getting tickets for a polycon and i was oh, like no. And I messaged Juliet this morning and I was like, was I supposed to get a ticket? I know. I woke up to all these messages and I was like, oh, fuck. And I knew, like, I had heard somebody else say, well, a Polycon sells out fast. And you and I had talked about it, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. A couple ago. weeks ago. But I yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And We've both like, been so busy and just like out of it. So like we didn't actually have a conversation about a Polycon. It was just kind of like, hey, a Polycon, like stuff's coming yeah, up. Like, I want you to go. Yeah, I want you exactly. to be my assistant. Come help me. So like I messaged Juliet this morning. I was like, um, we may have a problem if I need a ticket <laughs> to be your assistant because I was not paying attention oh. to a Polycon tickets. And apparently they sold out within three minutes. Three minutes, y'all. So, but I did hear that they, people do resell their tickets closer to the day. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's a year go. away, yeah. basically. It's you a know? transferable, non-refundable, but transferable ticket. Yeah. yeah. But luckily I don't need a ticket because I would have been shit out of luck, you know? Yes. Yes. Thank God. I was like pouring through all of my like um, emails. I was like, where does it say assistance? Like, what do I do with assistance? <laughs> but fortunately, yes, I can have an assistant and it, you know, we're good. We're good. I'm so, so excited. I'm so, and I haven't checked, I hadn't checked the author lineup list in a while. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, of course, I'm Juliet's assistant, but I'm also going to be fangirling yeah, about all the authors. She's also going to be like, be uh, fuck off, Juliet. There's things for me to do. Be no. like, uh, uh, there's people for me to Juliet, see. Juliet acts like she's above fangirling right now. <laughs> and whenever she sees Sophie Lark, she's probably oh, going to be like, yeah. Oh, I love you. Yeah. And then Serena Ackroyd's going to be there. Yeah, I just, I'm excited yeah, to see Serena. All kind of authors that we've already featured on the podcast. So yeah. that'll be really fun. Yeah. And it'll be a nice little trip that we get to. It's it's like the last time that we did was RT. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's been a long time. It's been a long damn time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, book conferences. Can't wait. So excited. Yeah, and this will be like the first really big one that's going to be happening like with a bunch of authors. This is the first big one I've ever been invited to. Which is fucking exciting. I'm like super in shock. Exactly. I Also, I just want to post some news. I'm just going to tease you guys because, you know, I can't show you anything. But (laughs) I got my cover for Parks and Provocation. and um, Her Smarty Pants Romance book. Yes, I'm just super excited. It's I'm so excited about it. And I can't tell you any details. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> it's a little bit. But it's coming soon. <laughs> it is. It is coming yeah, soon. Yeah. It's and actually going to be a pre-order really soon. So. 
And like cool. that particular story has been in the works for a while. Like yeah. even before you knew you wanted to do Smarty Pants Romance. So it's like oh, yeah. I can't wait for it to be out in the world. Yeah, that was weird. Like Jed and Lola came about before I even thought about putting them in Green Valley. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be, be fun. Yeah. Fun times. Fun times. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about Never Seduce Scott. Yes. Characters. These characters are so amazing. And I do want to shout out Jen. I know that last week's episode for Feral Sins, I shouted her out because she recommended <laughs> that to me. And she did this one as well. So a couple months ago when there was a historical romance readathon going on for Bookstagram and YouTube, this was one of the books that Jen read was Never Seduce a Scott by Maya Banks. And I only read mm-hmm. one Maya Banks before, but she writes a lot of like Highlander romances, yeah. historical mm-hmm. romances, and also like some contemporary stuff too. But when she was reading this, she was like, Jessen, I <laughs> cried because this book is so beautiful in this hero. And so like a couple months ago, or maybe like a month ago, I decided to pick it up because it was on AnyPlay, which is an app that I really love to use for audiobooks. Mm-hmm. It's a, subscri- a subscription service, but it's, unlimited audiobooks which is amazing yeah so i listened to it and i was like immediately after finishing and i was like this is a podcast book oh yeah it's like i, I want to talk about we this have a gentle giant gentle giant and oh, i love them love i them. love them so much so mm-hmm. let's talk about our characters first of all we have graham montgomery and a, the thing to know about this whole series is called the montgomery's versus the armstrongs they're like warring clans in scotland and the king is so fed up with their warring that he decides you know what i'm gonna make them um connect their clans through marriage <laughs> and says that graham needs to marry um the armstrong daughter Eveline, and he does not want to marry Eveline because it's rumored that she is not all there, that she is touched. And so he's like, well, this just dashes my whole plans to have like a family, (laughs) have children, because I cannot, I can't consummate my marriage as somebody who doesn't know what's going on. You know, like that's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that type of guy. Mm -hmm. And so he's just like, he knows he still has to do it for the king. He's not happy about it, but he's resigned. Mm-hmm. And they actually have like a meeting. The Montgomerys have to go to the Armstrongs and he sees Eveline. So <laughs> Eveline Armstrong secretly is not at all without wits. She is just <laughs> deaf because she had an accident, which was not widely known that she actually right. had an accident. Right. And the accident called, caused her to go deaf after she was thrown from her horse. And there was a situation, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section, <laughs> that kind of made her let, like, kind of, like, endorse yeah. the fact that she wasn't understanding. She didn't correct anybody. She did not correct anybody. She's only deaf. <laughs> no. And so she, there was a situation where she felt like she needed to, yeah. to feel Reasons. safe. <laughs> so interestingly enough, when she first meets Graham, she's kind of fascinated with him. And there's a reason why. And I love this reason so much. It's like one of my favorite things about the book. So I'm just so glad that we both read this. And I can't wait to chat about it. I loved it. It was honestly just like the most beautiful escape this week. I just, I loved every, every bit of it. It was beautiful. Every bit of it. Beautiful. All right, guys, we're heading to the spoiler section. So if you haven't read Never Seduce a Scott, go check it out and come back to chat with us. All right, spoiler section. Let's talk about that first meeting, okay? Yes, yes. I love it because usually um, Evangeline has taught Evangeline. It starts in his point of view. Yeah, it starts in her in his point of view, and his brothers are really offended on his behalf as well. Well, we should say that uh, the Armstrong, the Armstrong grandfather, killed their father, killed um, the Montgomery father, and so. 
they're both gone. The grandfather's dead now. And um, what's the dad's name? Tyson? Tavis, uh, Eveline's dad, has been like, they've been carrying on this feud. Basically, they just like, you know, hate each other. Yeah, the brothers other. The mentioned is, that they are bred to hate the Armstrongs yes, the and vice versa. Clan. And the yes. Armstrongs are bred to hate the Montgomery's. Like, right. it's one of their first memories. Yes. <laughs> it's just kind of like, of course, there's been some stuff in the past that's happened, but it's not, it's not a very, you know, logical thing this feud because it's right. been going on for so long yes. like it's not it's just this bitter hatred that's bitter hatred between them so when they get there they don't want to be they don't want to be in yeah. the armstrong's holdings at all and the king and it's has very demanded tense. this and he sent an earl to make sure that the wedding takes place because so the king didn't no want to like, attend just in case they were like hey can we get out of this and he was like yeah. no i'm gonna send like, like a, a yeah. representative and, and the reason the king he's like he they've just made peace with england or whatever but he also needs to build up his army which means he needs all of his clan like to be like um, on good terms, ready to fight if they need to. And so he's like, I've got to put peace among these clans. And the only way, you know, the best way to do it is to by marriage. And so now, that, you know, Montgomery, he is seemingly forced to marry the daft sister of yes. the Armstrongs. And he's heard that she's very like childlike and everything. So yeah. I mean, like he thinks that he's wearing, he's marrying this, you know, child. Yeah. Basically like in a mind. Child bride sort exactly. of thing. And when he sees her, she does not look like a child at all. And she no. is incredibly beautiful. But when they're in the same room together, you can see that she's not really paying attention. She's like looking down. Like her yeah. parents are just kind of talking around her. Yeah. It just doesn't look like she's present, you know. And as soon as he starts talking and we're in uh, Eveline's point of view, she hears the resonance as a hum in her ear. Yes. So she can't hear him, but she can hear that hum because he has a it's deep like a voice. Deep rumble. Yes. And, you know, and she and is pleasing. like, it's pleasing to her ears. Like it yeah. feels good. And she's mm-hmm. like, who is that? And then she realizes it's her future husband that's speaking. And she like rushes up to him because she's like, oh my God, speak again, you know? And she's, this is the most reaction. Yeah, Even her parents the, have a, seen. This is an adorable scene. I, I love the scene. And he's just like, what? This is happening. What's wrong? What's she doing? <laughs> she's Coming up right up to me. Well, they also expected her to be, you know, tears and crying and like being forced to marry. Smiling at Graham. She's just like beaming at him, like, please speak again. Yes, yes. And I just absolutely love it. And so we do find out from uh, Eveline's point of view why she decided not to tell her parents that she can understand. She just taught herself how to read lips. Um, Mm -hmm. She's not daft. She understands perfectly. Um, So what happened was her dad wanted to make an alliance with the McHughes and the son that she was going to be betrothed to Ian when they would visit Ian would basically torment her telling her all the horrible things he would do to her once they got yeah. married and but he put up a good face and charm yes, the parents he's like, charming outwardly like he's like he's a nice guy what are you talking about but and that's like, what she thought of him initially yeah and when she said I'm going to tell my father about this he was like He's not going to believe you. Yeah, and guess what? You. When she did say that she had reservations about the marriage because Ian's not as what he seems, her father was like, oh, this is just like maidenly Maidenly fears, fears and worries yes, like about the bridal bed or exactly. something. Like, you know, like kind of like just dismisses real. her. And the thing about it is, and which I really like the nuance, it's not that her dad does not care for her. Yeah. He really does. He does. Her mm-hmm. siblings, her mother, her father. Brody, like they, her brother. Yeah, Brody. Yes. 
and Aiden, they really love her. But also, he was just like, she's just worried because all all women are worried before they get married. Like, it's just fine. It'll be fine. So once she ran off on her horse and got thrown, she wasn't even found for three days. Yeah. And she had hit her head, and she was like, had a fever for like two weeks. Yes. And when she came to, obviously, like, waking up and you can no longer hear, that's very confusing. So by the time she realized exactly what was happening, but then she realized that, the McHugh's called off. she was like, yes. Yes. That, oh, we're not going to I don't have to marry anymore. This, this, this is kind of the best scenario <laughs> ever. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, not, not let on that I am actually capable yeah. because I don't want to marry this man. And at this time, she really wasn't, she hadn't started reading lips. So she was confused, she said, and she almost did feel sort of out of her head at first because she did not know what was happening. She was so confused and um, had been in a fever for so long. So... She just slowly came back to herself, and uh, I love that she taught herself to read lips, which, you know, later on, we discovered that everyone is so impressed. Like, are you kidding exactly. me? Exactly. She like, taught herself. Like, no, nobody was helping her, so she yeah. just she just taught it to herself. She just adapted. Yes. And one thing is, though, too, like, she, she she's not able to put on a show like she's responding, so she might as well just not be a part of the conversations unless mm-hmm. she wants to eavesdrop. And that's why her parents are like, you know, they just see her in her own little world, but it's just because she, you know, she doesn't want to react right. to them. And I love how she wants to hear him speak so badly that she decides to go to his room at night. Yes, and he's like, does she even have any idea, like, like what this means? Yes, like, <laughs> she's in my bedchamber. Yes, and I love how she's able to let him know that I want you to speak. Mm-hmm. Like she's tapping his face and he's squeeze, squeezing the cheeks together. And he's like, you want me to talk? Yes. And she's like nodding. Yes. And he was like, you can understand me. So like, you're not yes. as, you're not as, you know, addled as everyone claims you are. I and she's like, no. on so fast. I, this is what my favorite part of this book is. Mm-hmm. Graham, once meeting her, is immediately in her corner. Yes. Every, and every. And never wavers. Never wavers. Never it's questions. Awesome. Oh, maybe should I believe this or whatever. Or yeah. I'm being dumb and I need mm-hmm. to like be more loyal to my family and not her like he never wavers he's he, her and then he's her champion like champion! Just be out it is amazing <laughs> so they just he just talks about himself and it mm-hmm. she it pleases her so much and he <laughs> realizes that not all is as it seems and he's gonna yeah. find out more information and tomorrow's their their wedding day yeah, but so he's got this very he's intrigued by his new bride very intrigued yes I'm upset he's yeah. actually upset that he won't get to consummate the marriage he's yeah. like damn it I know but well, I, I can't he, take advantage because I don't know like, yeah, you know yeah well and I love that like when she um comes in her bridal gown which is like gorgeous he, it's like really obvious she has womanly curves and in this gown and and he's just thinking my god she's so beautiful but i can't be lusting over this woman she's daft you know like but at the same time he keeps questioning it would is feel she daft? wrong is she yes. yeah it'll feel wrong it'll feel wrong to like f- have those feelings for someone who can't reciprocate who exactly can't who can't consent who right. can't like fully consent you right. know and i love how when he approaches her on their wedding day he goes straight up to her and she beams at him once she realizes that he's coming mm-hmm. toward her and he immediately he like talks directly to her because everyone talks around her like right. about her around right. her and he's like you look beautiful evelyn and mm-hmm. She is just preening. And the mom's like, mom's the mom's like, She's like she, she reacts you. to you. What's going on? And yeah. he decides to take her, you know, aside to talk to the mom, the mom yeah. and tells the mom, like, 
she communicates with me. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, she she can't talk. And he's like, no, she doesn't talk to me. But, like, but she, she made can, it known exactly what she wants. Like, I can and understand And she responds her. to me. Like, she knows what I'm telling like, her. Like, she can absolutely understand everything that's going on. And her mom's like, oh, my God. And, and I love he, he assures her, yes, I'm going to take care good. of you, yes. her. You know? I, I love that. I was thinking that, too. Like, I love that he assures her, like, you know, I know that, you know, this was not anything any of us wished. The king has forced this upon us. He's like, but I will take care of your daughter. I will protect her. I will treat her as the wife in everything that she deserves as the wife in my clan. You yeah, know? she'll be treated like a right. Montgomery, like, and he's assuring the mom because he sees how distraught oh, yeah. her mom is. And I also love how later on when his brothers make a comment saying like, oh, well, we're giving up more because you will never be able to have kids or true yeah. marriage. What are they giving up? Their daughter? Like they're not really giving up anything. And um, he kind of just says, well, they are. You know, <laughs> she, she has to go to a strange land. So and, think about how she feels. Yeah. Like what happens if we had to give away our sister Rory because they have yes. a little sister Rory. Like – we wouldn't want her to go to the mm-hmm. enemy, and they're like, "That's different." And I know. I love how their backs are immediate up, and he's like, "No, it's exactly the same." You know, if if someone was ill treating Rory, I mean, how would you feel? You yeah, know? exactly. And even whenever the brother like describes Evelyn as useless, oh, Graham snaps back, "Don't ever, don't ever refer to her, her again. in that way." Again. Yes, I love. Like it. she's gonna be my wife. Like yeah. you don't talk to her like that. And they're a little like taking it back. Yes, they're like, wait. He's defending her. What are you like about? he's forced into this she's, wedding. She's an you know? Armstrong. We hate them. Yeah, he's so like, we hate okay, them. but like, no, this wedding's going on. It's happening. Like, and we're gonna make the best of a the, bad situation. The best thing is we've already had this connection of them privately, like the night before. And I love that was just such a brilliant move, I think, by the author to it have was. this just small, intimate connection where he realizes things are not all as they seem here. And mm-hmm. like, and my beautiful wife, I'm going to take care of her. You I know? love how he's intuitive because it could have gone so wrong. There could have been so much miscommunication yes. and stuff, but he's just very intuitive and he figures things out fairly quickly, mm-hmm. you know? So they're on the way to Montgomery land and she she feels like very afraid because she's leaving her family who's always cared for her going to a strange land. But it's also like an opportunity. She's like, well, maybe I can have like a fresh start over there because yes. nobody's going to expect me to be a certain way and maybe I can show that I understand more over there. Yeah. Like she's thinking maybe this could be a, a, a good thing. Yes. But she's also afraid yeah and her other fear is that what if he's only being kind to me because, because he thinks I'm, I'm daft. like yeah yeah and if he thinks that i'm a fully functioning you know enemy armstrong yeah, woman maybe he'll treat maybe me, he'll treat me differently she still is having like ptsd from all the things ian planned to do to her mm-hmm. you know i mean it, it, he, he was like you know just this disgusting human who was like torturing her with visions of like basically a hellish marriage you yeah know, of abuse. awful like he, he's, so, he's, he's a psychopath yeah but um when they get to montgomery lands her fears are not unfounded because um everyone <laughs> greets her with hostility and one woman and even hatred. calls her like an Bitch. Armstrong bitch, like Armstrong bitch, a and yeah. she's just like trying to be as stoic as possible, keeping her head up and stuff. And Graham's obviously saying, like, "Look, we're married. This is your new mistress." Mm-hmm. Like she can't hear because <laughs> he's he turned away. And he doesn't see the women calling her bitch too. Yeah. Let's say that he doesn't see the really 
really severely hostile things. He only sees like the the looks and stuff like that. And Which it's like, okay, it's they all expected. Time, you know, he, yeah, he he says you know there's going to be an adjustment period, right? But, you know, he he doesn't want his wife to be ill treated, so he doesn't see this happening behind the scenes, right? Yet. And I love how he shows her to this room, and she <laughs> mentioned she was just like, this uh. looks like it hasn't really been prepared. It has like a yeah, bed and a chest. Like, is this a guest it's bedroom? It, it's a guest bedroom. What's Why happening am I in the guest bedroom? And she's so offended because she wants a marriage like her parents, and yes. she's like, my parents share a chamber. Yes. I want to share a chamber with my handsome husband. Yes. <laughs> so this was so funny. So uh, Graham goes downstairs. He's like, you know, he tells his, his sister Rory is a teenager. She's kind of a tomboy. She's very different. You know, she likes, she wants to learn to read, you know, like the boys do, you know. And she wants to, she wants to keep up with the, with the um, accounts for, yes. for the she keep. She wants to be more like a scholar. Exactly. Almost. So she wants to be useful, but not right. for the, you know, ordinary womanly task that she yes. would be expected to do. So, and they kind of, um, they dote on her and kind of give in to her pretty much anything she wants and so he's like look if you want father um the priest to come and teach you how to read then i need you to do me a favor i need you to be kind and welcoming to my new bride and so she's like okay <laughs> she's like okay i can do that if i can if i can if i can get if what i, I can want get my lessons sure. absolutely i can go be sure. nice to this chick whatever and, and he can't, she kind of asked like what is she like she's like she's very nice you will like her. Yeah, and like so, she seems to understand. Like you'll yeah. see, you'll see. She doesn't talk or yeah, anything. Yeah, but she's like, she is she crazy, like, you know, or whatever? It's like, no, she's not. Um, he's already, I love that he's already convinced that she's not, but he's not, he's, he's not sure. And there's yeah. no way to point blank ask her, Yeah, you know? So, uh, so I love, so Rory goes upstairs and she hears like all this commotion in the guest bedroom. And when she swings up in the door, it's, um, Eveline trying to push her trunks out the door and down the hall. <laughs> and she enlists Rory right away. And Rory, it didn't take very long for Rory to know, notice that you're looking for a chamber. Are you looking for Graham's chamber? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yes. And she's like, yes. we're moving my stuff basically to Graham's chamber. And and she's like, Rory's like, this is great. Yes, I will help I will you. Absolutely help you because she's a little scamp. She's an you know? imp. She likes oh, yeah. causing mischief. Oh yeah. And so she's just like, yeah. Obviously, Evelyn is able to communicate what she wants. She's and she not also likes her personality. She's very. The thing about Evelyn is she's very open and kind. You know, to everyone she meets. And, and um, she's very straightforward, too. Like, she, yeah, if she wants something, she'll let you know. She will yeah. let you know. And <laughs> I love how later um, Graham goes to her room and sees that it's empty. And she's and he's like, what the hell is going on? Where'd he's go? frustrated, goes to his room, starts, like, throwing his stuff. And then he sees all of her shit all over his room. <laughs> and her curled up Unpacked, in his bed. Curled up in the bed. She's exhausted. She, she's and, and he's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, I can't kick her out. It would hurt her feelings. And this is where I love his – he's so sweet. He's like, it would hurt her feelings. I don't want to break her heart. So he just sort of climbs into the edge of the bed and, like, sleeps on the edge. Exactly. But. And the next morning when they're talking, um, because she's still deeply asleep, and he's with his siblings um, eating breakfast, and Rory's <laughs> Rory mentions, you know, um, so you're not going to, like, kick her out or anything yeah, from your bed chamber? And he was like, that. well. No, I'm just it, it's fine for like a few days. Yeah, let until, her get adjusted. Yeah, let her get adjusted to her new life. And apparently, you know? the brothers had bet, and Rory bet that he <laughs> would Graham would let her stay in the room. And yes. I think um, Teague maybe was yeah, the one Teague who bet that he would boot her out in the out. morning. And so, like, he doesn't want he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. And I love that. <laughs> I absolutely awesome. love that. Um, and also, I really love how. Um, 
even now in this like early stage of their relationship, knowing that Graham's so kind and he's treating her with kindness like during the day and stuff, she even contemplates like, should I tell him? Like she really is having thoughts of, I want to have an open marriage. I want to be truthful with my husband. I don't want the secret just like building. Because that's what happened to her family. She's like, the longer I went on with the lie, the harder it was to tell them look, I've been kind of pretending this whole time. And so she's contemplating that. But it's it's a hard situation because when she and Rory are leaving the um, hall where everyone eats at, she's accosted by this one woman yes, named Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten is after her. This is where she calls her, like, point She calls her, her bitch. She's like, you Armstrong bitch. We don't want you here. Yeah. And Rory comes to her defense and, like, snaps at her. And, you know, they just, like, go around her and yeah. stuff. But this is insane hostility. You yeah, know, this, this is, is very bad. This, this is, is not, very bad. This is showing great disrespect to the mistress of this clan. And that was actually, it's funny because it kind of goes back to, um, like, his her dad Tavis and the mom had a conversation like they feared for her life coming here that someone would try to harm her exactly you know even if he protected her would she be safe would someone try to kill her because she is an Armstrong you know yeah. and so now we're it's kind of seeing that that was not fear. an invalid right and not an invalid fear that they had for her I like when um so Rory gives her a tour mm-hmm. and then they go to um her favorite room, which was their father's basically office study. Mm-hmm. And um, and they look at the scrolls and stuff. And she basically communicates, I would like to read. And that's I would like Rory. to learn to ah. read right. And Rory's like, you're not daft, are you? You know, and She's she like, kind no. of admits. And Rory wants to know the story. And Evelyn just kind of like makes a gesture. And she's like, so it's a long story. Too long to tell? Okay, all right. Well, I'm going yeah. to find out eventually like, And she what does happened. find out that the reason she um, – pretended was that she was afraid of something yes. and she and so, sees like the look in Evelyn's eyes when she was like it must have been something like pretty awful bad, for you to fear right. and she like sees the look in Evelyn's eyes she's like we don't have to talk about it like we can change yeah. subjects you but know but you do need, need to tell my brother soon like yeah. I can't keep this secret forever so I kind of like too that this isn't something that's going to go on and on and on like right, you know right and then we have the return of Kirsten for dinner oh nice um, they're having a good time and she's sitting at the head of the table with Graham and they're having a good meal yes and and uh, Kirsten is a serving wench, and she not so accidentally Aww. spills oh, all so, so over sorry. her. Mm-hmm. And, like, it splashes a little bit on Graham, and she's worried. Kirsten's worried about Graham. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, my lord. Like, tapping him. Yes. Like, and he's me- like, you should be apologizing to my wife. You spilled, you spilled all, all over her. her. Her entire dress is drenched. And basically, she was showing extreme disrespect, and Graham made his displeasure completely known. And then Rory jumps in, saying mm-hmm. she's been awful to her the whole time. And even, like, because Rory called yeah, her a bitch. Yeah, they accosted her this morning. Yeah, you know? saying, like, she called she called your wife a bitch. And he's asked Kirsten, is this true? And she kind of just says, well, she's an Armstrong. Like, she basically yeah. deserves it. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? We all hate them, right? Yeah. And he says that she's oh. banished from serving yes. that night. Get she out of my home. So she used to go to the fields and work in the fields. And I just, I love that he he doesn't like, I was afraid he was going to like take their side and try to listen too much, but he's always taken her side. And That's so, the beauty of this book because yes. he could so easily have said, oh, it was an accident. Oh, I'm yeah. sure she didn't mean she it. She didn't mean that. And just like invalidate Evelyn's fe- uh, feelings. And mm-hmm. he doesn't do that. He's amazing he's an amazing hero but she is like upset she basically just gets up and rushes from the room and goes upstairs and i love so he goes upstairs to see to his wife and she is um standing naked in the bedroom (laughs) 
Because she's taking off of the drenched dress, you know, mm-hmm. and, he, and then he's like realizing, he's like, I will wait outside. And then he's like, oh, no. she's quite a woman. You know, she is a full woman, full grown. I love how he yes. says that. <laughs> and I love how when he goes back into the room and they're talking and it seems like maybe he's going to find another place for the night. You mm-hmm. know, he doesn't feel comfortable staying in the same bed, but she makes it very clear. Like, no, I want you to yeah, lay down right, lay down right next to me. Look, we're going to we're going to both put our heads <laughs> in the pillow. You, you sleep next to me. And this I also love how she snuggles right up next to him mm. and he's like it's going to be a long night I know it's so hard for him like literally sorry <laughs> but poor poor thing I mean it's just like because he's he's warring he has so with himself, much patience so much, yes and like he, he's already sort of like falling he's having these feelings for her but then it's also he admires also, her like yes. so greatly so the next morning, she enlists Rory again to be her guard because she doesn't want to be in the bathhouse with all the other women. Yeah, there's one bathhouse, and she's all she's done is basically like little sponge baths. You yeah, know, since she's and she feels sticky from all the stupid stuff that dirty. Kirsten. Yeah. yeah, she needs to bathe, and there's a lovely river that runs right <laughs> next to the keep, and so she's like, Rory, I want to go swim. Like, you know? help, like come with me, you guard, and I can. yes, and I will swim. <laughs> and I also say I was also glad she didn't try to venture off by herself and just I'll just sneak off by myself like. She our characters are fucking smart in this yes. book. And we love smart characters. Yes, they don't have to be geniuses, do. but they just make good decisions. <laughs> and stuff can still happen to them. This is proof that this book, stuff can still happen to them. Right. Even if with, you... Even if you are very take intelligent. Take all the precautions. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And are very smart in your decisions. Okay. So I love how... <laughs> I love how Graham talks to his brother and basically is kind of like, I'm having kind of sort of sexual feelings towards my wife, and I feel very wrong about it. What was it? And Bowen's and like, Bowen's well, just like, consummate it. You yeah. Know? Like, she doesn't seem like she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, like, she doesn't look seem daft to me. Exactly. You know? And then all of a sudden they see her standing uh, naked, uh, about to dive into the river, and he tells Bowen, like, go, leave. <laughs> I love, no, I love, I love this scene so much because Bowen's like, oh, wow. And he's like, he's like, I haven't seen a woman look that like, good in I so long. You, if I were you, I were you, I would be, you know, I'd be all using my it. marital rights. And, and Graham's like, like Leave, do not look it up on her. her again. Get out of here. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. A little jelly from his <laughs> hilarious. And then he sees her dive into the river and is galloping toward her because he's like, she doesn't know she that up, if, if she goes further in, there's a bad current. Right. And then there's jagged rocks later on in the river. And so he's so, he's like deathly afraid that she's about to die. <laughs> he dives in fully clothed with his boots. <laughs> And she's the one to lift up his head by the hair. Like, and she looks doing? worried. She's, she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> she's like patting his cheek. You okay? <laughs> you okay? He's like, I thought you. I thought you weren't coming up. What is oh, so awesome is so that great. like she's not even really shy here about her body, about no. him catching her. Mm-mm. And so we had this moment of bravery. She jumps up and like kisses him on the mouth. And yes. we have our first kiss. Our first kiss. Oh, and he's responding. My and goodness. she's responding. And he's like, I've never been so turned on in my life. And of note, we have to mention that Graham even says like he wasn't as sexually active as his brothers have been. Right. Like he's always kind of viewed sex as a more intimate act. And he hasn't felt that way for a woman. So he's only slept with like a handful. Because uh, yeah. it wasn't as enjoyable as he didn't want to just like sow his oats and just be like banging chicks left and right. 
right. I love that he talked about, I think he also felt some responsibility as the clan leader, like mm-hmm. not to like, you know, basically swing his weight around, so to speak. But I love how he also in his head, in his point of view is like how he loves kissing. Yeah, how he says Bowen and Teague always talked about kissing as just a way to woo a woman to bed. Something but, to get out the way. Right. To get out of the way. But he likes the intimacy of it. And he is just like enraptured with her. Oh my gosh. It's so good. It's a beautiful scene. It, it is. is a wonderful oh scene. Oh my gosh. The next day, they, the women are not happy. They're not <laughs> happy. I mean, they no. see the way that Graham, you know, takes up for her. Right. And doesn't look like he's treating her that way. And he also like tells his brothers like, you know, yeah. lay off. Don't talk about her like that, you know. Yeah. So they so have they to have. Corner her. They corner her. This is like, scary. bullying. Full on bullying. Yeah. Like a group of women. Like women a mob, surround mob her. mentality. Exactly. This is scary. And they're like just shouting at her, calling her a whore, saying that she's taking yeah, an in. Armstrong whore. You can't trick yes, our, you know, our leader. Our leader yeah. You know, he's taken in our, by your wiles that we don't let him be tricked or whatever. And she is so overwhelmed and so frustrated and so upset by this as anybody would be. And she decides to run to the wall where they have like ornamental swords that are just mm-hmm. kind of decorating the wall. And she like rips one off and swings it towards them. And she shouts out. I love how we switch point of views like right before that. We go suddenly there's like one of the clansmen running to Graham and is like, hurry, she's gone crazy. She's gonna kill us all. And it's like, what are she's you talking to about? Kill she's gonna kill us all, that crazy Armstrong woman, you know, and like and he's like, What are you talking about? And he hears this screaming out, out, and he realizes that's her. He's like, I thought she it was. She can talk. And he's like crazy. he's like, Oh my god, she's speaking. Yeah. And he's like and looking he at the to scene. See what happens. He doesn't want her to get hurt. Like his right. his main his main objective, he's like, she's swinging the sword. She could get hurt. And he does and notice how the women are like really like. I hated the her. part where Kirsten throws herself in his arms. It's like, oh my God, I don't know what happened. Ugh. She just went crazy and she just Save us. Save us, Graham. I'm so sorry. It's so <laughs> and then he sees the look in Evelyn's eyes. She is like, her tears are welling up. She's she looks fear- like. She's like afraid. Cornered like she's- animal. Yes. Like fear in her eyes. And she just like. Out. Like she does not want to drop the sword. He's like, you know, she, I don't want you to get hurt. And oh I loved how she goes. Like she went from screaming out until they're like everybody's rallying around, and she and then she's like saying it in a very low voice out. Like she will not stop. And like tears are. Oh my god! I know that scene, scene was so emotional. It like it yeah. broke my heart. Yeah. And he tells them to get out, and he finally like gets the sword out of her hands, and is just like. Is wants to understand what the mm-hmm. hell happened in this situation. Yes. And she apologizes in a low voice and she's like, sorry. Oh. And I'm just like, it's not her fucking oh. fault. <laughs> and he tells her the same thing and he promises that those women will never bother him again. He's like, they will be gone. He banishes all of them. All of them. The all fields. the women. And I love how like there's a woman, Nora, who's, I guess you would consider like housekeeper. Like housekeeper. She doesn't, like, yeah. she doesn't have that label for sure. But yeah. Um, basically, she's like, my lord, we need those, those yeah. women to serve and to clean and to, and he's like, find some new ones because find all of these women mm-hmm. will leave my keep and they will yes. not torment my wife like this. God. Like, this is absolutely unacceptable behavior. Yeah, I love that. And I love how his brothers are like, well, this is really harsh. You know, people are going to be upset that you're taking up for her. And he was like, 
if anyone treated our sister like that, like, are you kidding me? She yes. she doesn't hurt a fly, and these people are just attacking her for no reason. I won't stand for it. I don't care how long it takes for them to be okay with her. They will not disrespect. Like, if they want to challenge mm-hmm. me, challenge me because, like, I will throw down, basically. Yeah. And her, yeah. their brothers are starting to feel more uncomfortable because they witness how amazing Evelyn is yes. and how nice she is, and yes. they're feeling uncomfortable. They've been trying to hold on to their anger and their hatred and everything, but it's like slowly they're starting to see what Graham's saying because they, they, they obviously don't have the connection with her. They're not married to her. They're not falling in love with her the way Graham mm-hmm. is. And so it's easier for him to like defend her. But at the same time, I love how he uses Rory as an example. It's like, would you want anyone to treat Rory this way? And he's like, it'll never happen. I'm like, he's like, it won't, but imagine, you know? And it's like, I always love that. Put, put yourself in someone else's shoes for a second and think about how they feel, you know? Exactly. So I love that. So when they go up to, he goes up to the chamber to talk to Evelyn and he talks to her and he realizes that she doesn't respond. And then he starts getting a clue that it's because she can't hear him, that <laughs> yeah, she responds. Her to him so he does this little in. test. When she turns toward him, instead of actually saying the words, he only mouths the words and she completely understands him. And so he's like, you can't hear. That's the problem. You can't <laughs> I hear. I love that. I love this part. I was so happy he figured it out early on. This wasn't something that went on forever. Yes. And so then she's so afraid, though. It's so sad because she's afraid he'll he be wants angry. To know. Like what happened? Is the mm-hmm. accident that caused you to um, lose your hearing? And you know you haven't spoken this whole time. And so she haltingly starts speaking, and she admits she was like, you know, I was afraid. And she, he does. He has to push. To get to the heart, the root of the matter, why would she go on for so long? But she was like, you know, I I didn't know once I figured out that I could read lips and maybe I could speak, I didn't know how loudly I was speaking and I didn't Mm -hmm. know how it would sound, if it would sound funny, so I didn't want to speak at all. And I love how he's just – sorry. Oh, and also I just – and he, she does also tell him about Ian, like why she kept silent so, so long back home. Cause he's like, why didn't you, why did you pretend when you were living at your house? Why didn't you tell your family? And so that's when he finds out about what Ian has done. Like he went into her chamber and would touch her and torment her and tell her all the bad things he was going to do to her once, you know, he owned her as yeah. a bride. And Graham's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And he also <laughs> wants to make sure like he didn't go further than just touching. And mm-hmm. she was like, no, he enjoyed that torment for like, well, just wait, come. wait for the anticipation. Once yeah. we're married, it's going to get He's worse. He's a true, like, like, you know, psycho sadist, yes. you know. But I also, I love the way that Graham, like, encourages her to speak, like, yeah. like just a little louder. Like, yeah, yes. you can go a little bit louder. He's and like he's like, her. and I love how he's like, I want you to say my name. <gasps> oh, I forgot that part. That was so good. And she says his name and he's like, a little louder, say it again. And she says, Graham. And he like, just like it's it's he says it's the most beautiful thing he's ever. I was like if she could hear like my grumbling, you know, he's like growling my please, almost my like please grumble. grumble. <laughs> and he says, "I like my name on your lips," and she's mm. like, "I like my name on yours." Like, oh, they're, they're the cutest. <laughs> they're the fucking cutest. Okay, I just fucking. Love and so it. that's when she asks, "Are we going to have a real marriage?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, yes, yes, we will. Absolutely. We will be There's this no more barriers between us. There's no more barriers." And he doesn't feel guilty anymore about desiring yeah. his wife. He wants to wait a little bit. He's like, "She's had a rough night. She's had a big scare. We've had a yeah. lot going on. So I'm not going to like, you know, accost her tonight. But soon, soon, very soon, <laughs> soon, we're consummating this marriage." And I love how <laughs> she decides to get like really dressed up for dinner. Like yes. she wants to feel like you know the clan wife, the clan mistress. 
adventurous and stuff. Right. And I just love it. And it's just, oh, I just love the way that Graham just takes care of her, mm-hmm. both, you know, of her person and also emotionally because yes. she really needs that person in her Like he really corner. was like the best person to marry her, to find her. Absolutely. It's, it's, so, it's so awesome. And so later on when they're consummating their marriage and he's unwrapping her like a damn present, <laughs> it is beautiful. But also his thoughts are so beautiful because he's just like, I've never, it's never been this way before. Yes. Like yeah. her responses are encouraging to me. A lot of things that males say that they don't really enjoy doing with women because it's just something they get out the way for the main event. He enjoys because yeah. he like he loves watching her responses and he is so glad that he wasn't with a lot of women and because this is what's yes. worth it. I love how he talks about the emotional intimacy and how he doesn't just crave a woman. He craves his woman, his wife. And he craves knowing them. Like, yes. he craves talking to yes. them. Like, knowing And that's her. what he has with Eveline, you know? They talk. <sighs> and even whenever she wasn't speaking aloud, they communicated. He was still communicating all the time. All the time. And I, I thought that was cute, too, one time when somebody, when Graham said, asked Rory early on, how did you know which bedchamber she wanted to go to? She's like, I don't know. She just told me. I don't know how to tell you. She yeah, just did. She, just she can, can make herself very clear. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. She can. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> it was cute. Um, so the next morning, uh, Evelyn decides to tell Rory, well, I want to get involved with the household because my, you know, my, my father says, if you want people to like you, you start doing like getting involved and showing mm-hmm. them that you, you're one of them and stuff like that. And so she's like, I need to start getting involved and do chores like my mother did, like organizing right. like the meal, making yeah. sure everything's Running nice and tidy. Household. Yeah, exactly. Well, so they approach Nora and, um, so she's currently sort of running the, women's the day-to-day and all that yeah Yeah. and rory tells nora well she can't hear but she can absolutely understand you and she seems to accept Evelyn's desire to help and get involved and run the household Mm -hmm. but she needs to be instructed on how to run this particular household she seems to accept it very readily and she's like okay well i can tell you how this household works and stuff like that And then we get the list of chores. Well, Rory says, okay, you're well in hand. I'm going to go And she wants to go back to her studies. Yeah, I want to go back to my studies. Like, I'm not doing women's work. Bye. Exactly. And um, even though Evelyn's like, you know, I don't have my security blanket with Rory being right here, she's still, like, excited. You know, it seems like it's going to work out. And she's excited to prove herself that she's a Montgomery now. Well, Nora's uh, list of things for her to do is scrubbing the floors. Yes. Scrubbing the pots, gathering wood to set fires in every room. For the man-sized fireplaces with logs that are, like, as big as her. Like, she has to roll them. And, I mean, she has so many splinters. Her fingers are raw. Are, like, cracked and bleeding. To the point where she's now hiding them from Graham. Exactly. Because she doesn't want to complain. Right. And... Interestingly enough, every time she's like, if she goes to the kitchens to like scrub pots, like mm-hmm. suddenly she finds herself alone in that yeah. room and the only one scrubbing pots. Because they're making her do all their fucking chores. Yeah. And leaving her to do everything on her own. Uh-huh. Bitches. Oh. I hate it Even after everything. After everything. I was so angry. I hate it. And so um, Graham does find out like, oh, have you seen my wife? And one of his men at arms says like, yeah, I saw her carrying some wood and I told her what not to do that, about? that it's only men do that. And she's upset because she realizes that she's been taken advantage of, that well, even it, though she had good intentions. Yeah, it comes on because they made her make all like the oat cakes, everything for breakfast. And he's in there serving them. And he's like, what are you doing? You're the woman of the house serving yeah. the men? Yeah. Like, 
he's furious and she thinks he's angry with her so she immediately yeah. gets like really withdrawn soft. she's like are you, are you upset with me and then when she re- god y'all when I she realized how. what they had done to her humiliated her on purpose Bowen and Teague immediately are furious too which I liked but exactly. I I was beside myself I was so glad of Graham's reaction was equal to mine because that's how I felt Exactly, because he's looking at his wife who's been toiling away every single day, so exhausted at like night. Like fingers are bleeding. Fingers you know? are bleeding, and she like feels like she even calls herself a trusting idiot. She's so eager to please and determined to win a place in the hearts of her new clan when such a thing was never going to be possible. So all of a sudden she feels very hopeless about the situation. Yeah. And she even told Bowen, like, I want to go home. Like after this oh, event, God, like she just like, she doesn't, she feels heartsick. She wants to be back in her safe place where people, even if they treated her, like she didn't understand things. They still respected her as the daughter as of a, the house. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I, 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 this, it, this was such a heartbreaking moment when Bowen realizes how badly they've abused her to the point where she's like, she's been this trusting, open, kind woman. And now she's like, I want to go home. Cause she's been so sadly mistreated by them and it's it is heartbreaking because bowen realizes they didn't do enough they didn't do enough to protect exactly leading by example was not quite enough and so graham decides gather every single clan member like man (laughs) woman child like all of them need to come here so he dresses them all down about their treatment and he says that any further treatment of eveline like the way that they were doing would result in them being completely kicked out of the clan. Yeah. Like, you will be kicked out. You yes. will never come here again, yes. ever. Not even just the fields. Like, leave my lands. Yeah, leave my damn lands. to the point. Like, and they, they, I mean, this clan communi- community, they depend upon each other for food, for shelter, for everything, for, you know, growing food, everything. So it's like, to be kicked out is almost like a death sentence. Yeah. Like, you have to find another clan that will accept you. And hopefully you. they'll accept you. Yeah, exactly. otherwise you're you're going to freeze to death in the, in the colds of Scotland by yourself. Right. And so, meanwhile, though, um, somebody, uh, Rory comes running up and she's like, Graham, where's Eveline? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, she's missing. She's gone. You know, and then Bowen said she told me, you know, she wanted time to herself and that she wanted to go home. And then Graham is just furious. So that he doesn't he want her to go home. No, like he wants her to stay. They're just starting out like their marriage just, like, on the right foot. You know, yes. And he he's obviously falling in love with her. You know, he's like, there's no way I can let her go now. No. She's mine. She's my wife. And when know? he finds her in this field of like wildflower flowers, and she's staring off in the direction of her family's land. Oh, he like so he knows she's been treated horribly, and yeah. he wants her to stay, and knows that he's asking a lot. And he even says to her, but I don't want you to give up because I'm not giving up. We'll make this work and I want you to believe in me if nothing else. Your place is here with me at my side. I need you to believe that in your heart for what it's worth because it's what's in mine. And I'm just like, Graham is really pouring his heart out here. He wants to kind of tell her that he loves her. The night before, whenever she was asleep, he was trying it out and whispering it to her while she was asleep. So so cute. Knowing that she can't hear him, you know? And he's like trying to like drop that courage to tell her face to face and stuff. Well, while she's kind of like thinking, because this was an ordeal to go through while she's thinking about it, she notices that this rider is coming up fast behind Graham from the direction of her father's lands with With full like armor, bow and arrow, and like she, you know, shouts. and, And points. Exactly. And so Graham gets shot by an arrow. 
in his shoulder, and he also and then he hits his hits head on a rock when he falls. Yes. Right, so she's like, and she screams so loud it scares the rider. He was coming toward them, but then mm-hmm. he takes off. Yeah, and she um, even grabs Graham's sword. It was like waving him. Like, like she, she is she a is woman a to have at your fucking back. It. Okay, yes, yes, she's tough. And this is where it gets crazy yeah and interesting we should probably mention also that when after ever since she fell from the horse and had her injury she's been terrified of horses and has never gotten back on one mm-hmm. but now she's stuck she can't move graham she can't get him to safety and she needs to get to the keep fast yes, she has to get there fast the only way is to get on his horse you and know? she does she gets on his huge ass horse and she rides like at a breakneck speed to the keep and whenever she gets there the horse throws her like he stops dead and she yes, goes and right, she goes over, right that, over his neck yes and like hurts herself and she pops herself. right back up and she's like she's like Graham she's basically Graham's going hurt. on adrenaline you know yeah, when she you're just is like, like in a crisis mode she doesn't feel that pain right no. now she's like she, will. <laughs> she insists that she's gonna go with them she's like I'm coming back with you and she gets back on the fucking horse and mm-hmm. she like goes and brings him to Graham and she brings him back to the castle and Anybody else who's not his brothers, the <laughs> priest and Niall who's tending to him, or like Rory. his wounds, or Rory of his all his family, anybody else, like Nora and Mary tried to come in and she was oh. like, Get out. She was like, Nobody will touch him. Mm-hmm. If you enter this room without my permission, I will literally cut your head off. Like she says <laughs> that. She's like, I will remove your head. Like, you think I'm joking? Please try me. And they're scared. They're like, oh <laughs> shit. Okay, we're gonna back out now. And it takes a couple days for Graham to um, come back to consciousness and she has yeah. not left his side that the entire time. And she won't be tended to. Like, she doesn't want she anybody checking slept. on her bruises. She like, hasn't Bowen's really ate. trying to, like, you know, like, let, let, let Nigel look at you as well, you know. Oh, the other thing is that Bowen, like, while they're sitting at his bedside before he's woken up, they're like, you know, Bowen and T want to know, tell us about yeah, what happened. the attack. And so she has to admit that the attacker was wearing a scabbard that is only given by her father to his highest men. Yeah. It's distinctive. Men. So like you can't Very mistake it. It's yeah. not like this random man. Like he was wearing something right. distinctly no, Armstrong. He was, he was wearing like a helmet and armor. So she couldn't see who it was, but she's like, I know that scabbard is only from an Armstrong. And, and then Bowen, like he kind of, I love this moment because he kind of, he kind of like gets angry and she flinches away and turns her face, like expecting him to hit her. And, and I love how when they talk to her, they always like lift her chin to look so that she, they can communicate and she can read the lips. She's like, do you think I would hit you? And she just is kind of like, she doesn't say anything, but yes, that's what she thought. And he's like, I would never. He's like, you are my, you know, my brother's wife. You are, you know, the lady of this house. I, we will protect you. And we would never blame you for something that was done by the Armstrong clan. Yeah, you didn't do this. Yeah. I also love how Bowen, again, smart characters, he was just like, don't you think it's kind of suspicious if you want to carry out a <laughs> secretive attack um, to wear your full armor and, like, identifying, yeah. you know, you are. seals and sigils or whatever? Like, yeah. well, that seems suspicious. Maybe it's another clan wanting Thank to you, break Bowen. up the alliance. I and I'm like, Bowen. wow, <laughs> this is great. This hardly ever happened. I love Bowen. <laughs> Where these Thank people you. are just really smart and thinking outside the box and not just taking something at face value. And I'm just like, I Mm -hmm. love smart characters so freaking much. We appreciate that. When Graham (laughs) finally wakes up, she is so happy but so overwrought i mean from that exhaustion and so she can't stop crying now yeah now she's just like an emotional like you know and he like sees that she looks like shit and like what happened to my (laughs) what happened to my wife wife? so nora finally comes in and being like look you you can't you can't 
remove me from this room anymore. Somebody needs to take care of yes. you. And she apologizes to um, Evelyn, which, and she's like, look, I was wrong. And like, you really earned my respect by protecting Graham from us, you yeah. know? And, and from the attacker, you exactly. know? Exactly. And she, you know, feeds her and is like, we're going to bathe you and everything. We're going to get you fresh. And so, like, this is a good turning point, and I just really love that. And so then she sleeps for, like, two whole days. <laughs> I know. And she's like, wow, two days, damn. But, but uh, she's so sick of being in the chamber because she's right. been in the chamber forever. Yeah. And while they're formulating a plan because – Graham's like, I have to respond to this. Yeah. And I have to send a note to Armstrong, you know, being like, Letting what the hell's know. up? Yeah. yeah. So, like, why did you attack me? Exactly. So they're just talking and she tells him, you know, I just need some fresh air. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the kitchens, go get some food and stuff. And he's like, okay, okay, come and back. And she does. And Mary, one of the ones who had tricked her, yeah. is even like very kind. Very and kind. Just like, here's some food. You know, they're, everybody's sort of like about face. Yes. You know, they're realizing she is true and loyal to our chief. And she's and fucking so fierce. Need, so like, who right. wouldn't want this? to be exactly. the mistress of your so clan. So we need to be, you know, we need to make make amends. Yes. So she's kind of feeling like everyone sort of turn around, but of course she runs into Kirsten and I knew it. Yeah, Kirsten knew apologizes it. too, but I'm like, bitch, no. No, you, no you're not. No, you're not, <laughs> Kirsten. Like of all the people, you were the bitch. first one to call her something. Yes. You were, so, you were also a person to throw yourself in Graham's arms and lie about the situation. So yeah. I was just like, I don't yeah, trust you exactly because she's like i want to apologize i want to help you bathe like wouldn't that be lovely if yeah, i could help you yeah let's go down to the bathhouse bath house together but let's go like beyond the wall because it'll be faster <laughs> let's take this little back route like right here through this little alleyway right outside the walls <sighs> and so she is punched in the face till she's knocked out by a man mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. then dragged off and she awakens in ian um, McHugh's dungeon yeah Darkness, complete darkness. She's like blinded by the torchlight and she sees Ian McHugh basically seething that you thought you can get out of this marriage. You thought you could trick me. You thought you could trick me. I wanted this alliance and like you're going to pay for this and now they're going to be at each other's throats. And his father's just like cowering in the background. Like you know you know that Ian's making the calls but the father is letting him do it. And meanwhile, he's like, you know, I I might feed you, you know, in between using you whenever I want. So Mm -hmm. maybe you'll just... If you beg, you know, enough, maybe I'll be kind and give you food and water every now and then. He is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. And then back at the Montgomery's, (laughs) Graham's like, like, where's my wife? (laughs) Evelyn should have been up by now. She just went to get something to eat, right? And then suddenly no one remembers seeing her after she left the kitchens with Mary. So they, again, he's like, I want all the clan here now again. Yes. And so he has someone another, has got to somebody seen has seen her because they kind of search and they can't find. Then he gathers everybody around and he tells Bone and Teague, I want you to watch them and, you know, see if there's any reaction. But he notices Kirsten reacting that he will punish to death anyone who knows anything about his wife. And he sees her like flinch and look away. And, he, and then he's guilty like, signs. Yeah. I love how he's like, okay, go about your business and we'll keep searching. And so Bone and Teague are like, what are you doing? We didn't even, he's like get Kirsten and bring her to me now yeah. like he knows he knows <laughs> he fucking knows I love I love that oh so of course like they basically you know basically like you know tell us now or we're killing you at this moment no matter what I'm going to kill you mm-hmm. you know and she's like oh my god so she admits that it was Ian McHugh and that two of his own guards actually helped as well yeah who were, who, like, were, who were upset that 
they were taken in by the Armstrong. Exactly. Had to do this Armstrong alliance or whatever. That the hatred is running so deep between their clans that they will resort to, you know, <laughs> betraying their own clan. And he's like, "Do you realize what you've done? Yeah, we could go to war, and then so many people would Your die friends can because die. of you. Because of you. And in fact." There's an alert because all of a sudden the Armstrongs have appeared on their land with the full fucking army. Yes, with all of his clansmen. And I love like how Graham turns to Kirsten battle. and be like, this is your fault. This is your fault. If people die today, it's your fault. Yeah. And she and he's like, throw them in the dungeon. Get yes. get the get the men who were on patrol guard. Like they were supposed to patrol the borders. That's yeah. what they were, and that's how Ian got in. And he just like, okay, I need to ride out to them. We're not, I'm not going to bring a lot of men, just my brothers. And I'm going to go talk to Tavis and I need to go find my wife. Yeah. So they go out with like white, you know, basically surrender flag. I love this too. Cause if they'd gone out strong, it could have been this battle and you're exactly. Waste time. And that's exactly what he tells Tavis whenever he approaches her, um, him saying like, look, Eveline has been taken by the McHughes. And the McHughes and the Armstrongs have always been friendly. That's why right. they wanted a marriage alliance originally. And so they're like, they're like, you're lying. Like, no, you don't have any proof. And he's like, look at me. It's just me and my brothers. Like, I'm telling you, I'm desperate to get my wife back. <gasps> and oh, the lie he, he gives them when he says, I, I love my wife more than I hate you. I want to go get her. And that's when Tabs is like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> He, lo- he just admitted loving her. Exactly. You know? And also when he says Ian McHugh has taken her. Yeah. And the reason why she has been pretending like she couldn't understand you is because she didn't want to marry him. The dad is like, oh, my God, she tried to tell me. And he feels awful. Terrible. Awful. As he should. But yes. yes. <laughs> so he's like, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah. And so they get all there. All of our men will come. We'll mm-hmm. all go. We'll take my whole army. We're going to the McHugh. Right. So Patrick McHugh meets them and is like, friends, what's happening? The gate's up. <laughs> he's up on like the top the pillar, your like, parapet, whatever you call it. What's happening? No, your wife's not here. Why would she be here? She's not here? What are you doing and here? And they're like, um, if there's no problem, we would just like to interview your son real quick. And he's like, okay, open the door. Go, go get my yeah, son. Yeah, like drop the gate and bring your son out here or I'll he's, drag him He's out. displaying some suspicious activity. Not overtly, but they both notice. Like Ta- Tavis is a little bit suspicious of his old friend now. Yeah, and so they and get Ian's Ian. Super Ian, just like, oh, why asshole. would she be here? Why would she like, be here? Like, yeah. I have not seen your it's wife. Like, search if you want. You yeah, have, yeah. She's Look, not here. That dungeon hasn't been even accessed in like ten years. <laughs> oh, I love how they search the whole house, and they're they're almost like about to give up, and then suddenly this like cloaked figure, who obviously is a woman, that has to be Ian's sister. Comes like out and she's like, check below ground, check below ground, like the dungeon. And then she slinks off. And Graham's like, oh my God. That's when he's like, I want the keys to your dungeon, you know? And when they open up the doors and the claim that this has not been used for 10 years is absolutely just like busted because <laughs> when they open the door, there's no squeaking of the hinges at all. It's like, yeah. this is a well-used door, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so they go there. It smells awful. It smells like death and they're looking and um, they don't see anything. And so they're like, you see, nothing's down here. And then <laughs> Graham notices that there's half a footprint. There's like the heel of a footprint going yes. into a wall. Like, and he's hello. like, what's behind here? Mm-hmm. What is behind here? And so they like finally they find, they, they, they they're pushing at the wall. This is medieval times, people. So they're pushing at the wall (laughs) trying to find the right pressure and the right spot. And finally, the door swings open and they see her 
slumped on the ground, manacled, bruised, oh, and cold. And Graham is like furious, oh and like her Livid. father's like holding her, and he's he's like. We can't even wait for the keys. Like, let's rip the manacles from the wall. Yes, like, the Bo- Bowen I love how the, all the brothers start helping. Like, the enemy everyone. brothers are now, like, working Aiden, together. Aiden, Brody, all of them. They're yes. all working together. Uh-huh. And they form a human ladder to lift her up yeah. and out of the dungeon and stuff. Immediately, Graham's like, you hold on to her real quick. <laughs> I don't, want, go, I don't want her to wake up and see her <laughs> tormentor in life or in death. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to go take I'm gonna care, go of, take this care of it. Thank you, Graham, for being my man, for taking bloody vengeance immediately. immediately. I love no talking, he, just he like, and he's like, see, I told you she wasn't here. And he just stabs him. Clunk. Done. Right through the gut. <laughs> the stomach. I loved it. And he's like, loved this it. is for my wife. Yeah. I love it. it was, <laughs> so thank good. you so much, Maya. That was beautiful. So, I also love this moment as well when he goes back to, um, Evelyn and the father offers like, well, we're closer so we can yeah. go to my keep. And it's like, it's, it's a, um, olive branch. It's like, yes. I trust you and your brothers like, to bring come your on my family land into my yes. home. Cause she's know? like, Graham's like, I'm not leaving her. And so he's like, yeah, y'all all come. All and, of and also he's like his, his, her mother would like to see her safe because they mm-hmm. had gotten a message that she was missing, mm-hmm. you know. So the mom's back home stewing, like, where's my daughter and what's happening? And I also you love know? how he looks to his brothers because he's had so much trouble, you know, convincing yes. everybody that the Armstrong, like, it, like she's family and yeah. the Armstrong feud has to be put to rest and stuff. So he looks at Bowen and Bowen's like, well, that seems understandable. Her mom's worried her mom about her. Just, we'll, we'll, yes. we'll go. We'll, we'll go. go. With you. So I love that moment. I love, too, the brothers. Let's talk about the brothers for one second. Um, as we're coming to the end, because they finally come around and they treat Evelyn just like their own sister. But they, um, I love that uh, Graham talks about how they could have easily basically challenged him to be chief of their clan and ousted him. And then they could have like married someone and had heirs or whatever. You know, it was completely within their right to do so because it's basically had, like you know, a vote of no confidence. Right. Being like, hey. Yeah, vote of no confidence. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but they didn't. They always supported him. And so I love this brotherly love, this true brotherly love that we have going on. And yeah. so I just loved it. Because whenever he, Graham, like confronts them with it, um, saying like, we'll challenge me if you feel yeah, like you need. And they're like, no, Graham, we don't want to challenge no, you. We'll like, support you. You're a good clan leader. Like, yeah. we just don't understand why you're taking up for her. But yeah. now, now every, everybody's like, Evelyn's the shit. Completely pro Exactly. (laughs) And then she also has a lovely reunion with her parents where she can actually talk to them and tell her that. Well, touched upon Graham's lap. Yes, exactly. Because Graham's (laughs) like, she's not leaving my side. Or Um, (laughs) touch to touch bodies, you know, like he's like. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just love that moment. And then there's also a moment where Tavis even talks to Graham saying like, you know, I'd like the opportunity to be able to come on your lands and visit. Yeah. And this is where it's like a true truce because he's like, yes, of course you, you, you you're going to want to see your future grandchildren. Yes. And yes. it's basically like, well, now we're free to pass on each other's lands. Cause that wasn't part of the agreement when they married. It was like, okay, well, we're probably never going to see your daughter again. Cause mm-hmm. we still don't trust you kind of thing. Oh, and we also discover she confesses after all oh, yeah. this sort of reunion. She says, the dad. They're, they're like, so did Patrick McHugh know anything, you know, about, she's like, what are you talking about? He was in the dungeon. He was there watching Ian torture me and like hit me and like Graham's like he's dead yeah he's, he's dead <laughs> no, he's dead 
<laughs> but they, and Tavis yes. is like, yes, I will lend my army and yes. we will go, we will go, you know, exact vengeance. And I love how Graham also makes the stipulation that, okay, well, his estate is now going to be mine and I'm going yes. to give it to Eveline and our future daughter so that if any, at any moment in her future, if she feels like she doesn't have a safe place, like she'll always have that I in her own that. right and she'll never feel It'll, like it will be how Eveline property. felt. Yes. So that was amazing. I love that moment. But here's the cool thing is so the brothers are like, you need to be with your wife. You need to comfort her and you don't need to be separated from her. We will go and take care of Patrick. So you stay with her. It also makes me, I want to read the next book now because I know they're going to find the daughter in the house somewhere. And I don't know which one of the boys is going to get her. Do you know? No, because I haven't oh, read no! the rest of the series. I know. So I really want to find out which one. If I really, It's got to be Bowen or Brody. I think it may be Bowen. Just because I feel like Bowen has been more prominent as the uh, yeah, you know, secondary yeah. brother. I, I, I would say that Bowen's was a little bit more featured in this book uh, rather than Teague. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to go read the synopsis we to go know, see. But I am going to read that one. Oh, so good. So good. So good. <laughs> and so we have just a lovely reunion. Um, showdown. Showdown. Okay. Well, my, well, my favorite one is when they get to actually speak to each other, when he realizes Aww. that she can speak and he talks to her yeah. and they talk. Oh, I love it because he also like asked her, well, what were you thinking when you first met me? Like, what was your reaction? She talked about how his voice is so pleasing and he's like, your voice is lovely too. And I just thought it was <laughs> beautiful the way that he reacted to her and you could just see such deep feelings developing with them already. Yeah. And then it was right it was the beginning of oh now we're gonna have a physical relationship yeah, so now we're getting that busy. whole conversation just made me swoon the entire time i was yeah. like graham is like my favorite book husband like holy shit i love him <sighs> he's such a good guy if you're gonna have a scottish but warrior, he's still a like a gruff scottish man yeah like, i love that he's still very alpha he male could do both he could yes. do both yes it was good. awesome what is your show mine um i love that scene too mine was um their first kiss in the river i just love that whole scene it, it was, was cute so and i love how he tried to save her and she's I just know. like i'm fine like i'm fine <laughs> darling i know like let me kiss you and then it, so it just went from funny from the moment bowen is like teasing him and taunting him yeah she's a full-grown woman i think you can take care of business or whatever and then discovering that yes she knows exactly what she's doing and then we have the swoony kiss i love it oh Graham. They were awesome. It this is, is awesome. a great book, y'all. I know it is. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing Captive of the Horde King by Zoe Draven. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.